I'm Jason from Smoking and Drinking in Space, a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And I'm Rob from Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. And we're part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. And you can find other cool, awesome, geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say we said he wasn't going to be here, but SP's actually here. You know, I didn't lie because I said I wouldn't be here next week, and this is technically the following week, so I think <laughs> I'm still good. That's absolutely true. We are actually recording this at an unusual time. We're recording this today on Sunday, the 17th of September. There's a chance that this is actually going to go out in the feed a handful of hours later. I don't know how many hours you get in a handful, but... But, you know, there's a there's a chance. There is a chance. It's like a snowball. Is it like a one-handed snowball? Is it a two-handed snowball? Like, how many fingers do you need to handle the snowball? And we're not talking about a snowball microphone because we're not <laughs> going to be talking about that on Better Podcasting other than there are better microphones out there for use for your hobby podcast than a blue snowball, which I don't even know if it's available anymore. But on the used market, I know they're there. So <laughs> anyway, we got a lot of stuff to cover, a very short time to, to cover, which is going to be abbreviated episode. Uh, Steven, we got a couple of giveaway updates. Yeah. So last week I had talked all about how I was going to give away a blue sky code. There was an opportunity for a blue sky code, and that went to Damien. Damien, the DM, claimed it. So, hey, you know what? I'm in a good mood. It's early in the morning. I got another one to give away. So if you have interest in blue sky, why don't you come on over to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, and I will put one aside there to keep for the next person who says they would like the blue sky code with a little bit of a limitation that uh, I'm only going to hold on, put it on reserve for a couple of weeks. I'm recording this on the 17th of September if it's not claimed by the end of the month. Um, actually, that's not even a couple of weeks, but that's, it's close enough. Uh, if it's not claimed by the end of the month, it is going back into the pot for me to give away. But I will put one more aside because, hey, it'd be great to have some more of our community over on Blue Sky. And I would expect a follow to the Stargate Pioneer account if uh, you win yes. that. that. That's my caveat to your <laughs> Blue Sky code is that I, I would like a follow over there. And I will probably follow you back. I think I've followed everybody that's followed me over there so far. Uh, I have a giveaway update. You know, the lovely Better Podcasting mug, the coffee mug that yes. I was giving away a while back. John Badger got his and he messaged me. He said he's having a little bit of problem taking a picture because it's just at an inopportune time, I'm guessing, with lighting. So He's going to be doing that at some point in time in the future, but he did receive it and he thanked me for it. So that is the latest on the Better Podcasting mug giveaway. And just a clarification, make sure you come to the Better Podcasting channel on the Discord and tell me there, tag me in there, say that that you would like to claim that code, because if you put it in another channel, there's a chance I might might miss that. We also had an exciting news in podcasting tech with a Apple <laughs> event, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch the event. Steven, did you watch the event? I had it streaming as background noise. It was lackluster. But hey, you know what? Um, that's what most of these events are these days. They're they're all highly produced, um, especially Apple. So and 
and they don't have the magic that once did. But, you know, it's a good thing if you want to be there and, and check out the cutting edge details of the latest technology. And the biggest thing that SP is alluding to is that the new iPhone, the iPhone 15, they are officially switching to the USB-C port. There was some government mandate in the EU uh, legislation that came into play that basically forced Apple to do this. And so they are adopting that. The USB-C is one that has uh, become a universal standard uh, across the board for a lot of various different things. Um, SP is looking puzzled. Universal standard. So the universal standard for my USB-C cord that I had to get for my Rodecaster Pro 2, yeah. and I had to buy an SC19 cord specifically because it is programmable to whatever proprietary device you have. So universal in that it's the same fit form, but not universal in functionality. And that that is a problem with the implementation that happened. It was not supposed to be that way. And of course, you know, manufacturers do what manufacturers do, and they like to change things. It's, you know, well, if you want to get to our Discord, go over to the Smart Home channel in our Discord, and I can tell you about all the ways that other universal standards are being broken. But anyways, um, SP brings up a good point. But overall for power, uh, which is, I, I think, the biggest function at this point for many users with with phones is charging. A lot of people do still a lot of people do their data transfer elsewise. And so power is the, uh, and, and I get that there are some people that still do data transfer by, by that. But, um, you know, day to day, people are using it for power. And I think that's that was the the force here um, that happened. you can program it not to pass power. You can, um, but that's it's not even necessarily programming. You could you could do that with any cable along the way that you could have it um, ha have power functions changed. And and we oh, ran into that with USB like, micro USB where you would have uh, a limited amount of power going through the micro USB. So you'd go to plug in your phone and you'd be like, why is this saying that it's going to take like 30 hours? But meanwhile, you'd grab a real cord. So it's been a long time problem with USB. And and I'll be honest, I think that this nitpicking of the USB-C standard implementation is applicable to Lightning and, and the third-party Lightning connectors that are out there. There have been people who have had poor lightning connectors developed that have have affected slow charge data transfer and also quality so and and of course you know not to mention the spyware so i i think the the knee-jerk usb-c complaining is valid i think that there's absolutely validity in what's being said but i think it's also an unfair counter tit for tat i what what did you think I said that was complaining? Because I, I wasn't complaining. I was simply stating fact that I think it's hilarious about this USB-C being a universal standard where I know it's not a universal standard because it can cut power. And then you you went on to say, well, uh, cords kind of change over time. Yes, every single lightning cord I have had has changed over time to being able to work, to be able to <laughs> not work. So it just happens over time with the lightning stuff. I actually think I like this going forward. I I have a USB-C on my 2018 iPad Pro that I use, and I've enjoyed it. I'm just worried that eventually you're going to have to buy your Apple proprietary cord in order to even charge. Right. And and I'm, I wasn't necessarily referring to what you were saying. There's been lots of people who have been saying the similar talking points that you have, which are, again, they're all valid. They're all very valid and um, that there is difference within it. And 
that's the problem when you create an open standard is that you do end up having people who change this. And, and it is frustrating that that's the case. That's not what USB-C was supposed to be. That's why so many people were at the table. And it's, it's a, a valid point. So I, I'm not denying that whatsoever. Now, you might be saying, guys, what is this, Tech Talk on Better Podcasting? What does the iPhone have to do with podcasting? Actually, a lot, because mm -hmm. the podcasting infrastructure overall, uh, more than 60% of podcasts, sometimes 70%, are consumed through an Apple device. And that is via statistics that you can find on Buzzsprout or Libsyn. Uh, they drop them every month or so. So... It is true, it's statistically relevant for both of those, that there is a lot of data that is going through for podcasts that is going through an iPhone. So that is why we're even talking about it. But there there are a few things that I have nitpicked on it, if you would allow me to. Sure, go ahead, go ahead. And, and I'll chime in something else when you're done as well. Okay, so a few things. I have an iPhone 14 Pro Max in my hands right now. I've been using it for the past year. And I, I went to the Apple site and they have a great thing that you can compare and contrast. So after the announcement came out a couple of days later, I was sitting in the boat, we weren't catching any fish. So I was like, okay, what's the difference between the 14 and the 15? So I compared it. There is so many minor dis, uh, uh, differences between the two. The only ones that I could find was the USB-C connection versus Lightning. They also use HDR5 on the video versus HDR4. Ooh. I guess if you're a video nerd, that, that would be big. Uh, it's a little smaller. The 15 is a little smaller and lighter. I was actually surprised because my previous phone was a 12, and it's much smaller than this 14. Uh, the 15 goes smaller, but the battery life is the same. The camera dimensions, the, the picture capability on it is the same. Uh, it's it's all the same. The screen side is, is the same. And then you get the faster chip. You get the 17 Pro, the A17 Pro chip versus the A16 chip. So that's it. That is not enough for me to justify upgrading even in cycle <laughs> if I have a usable phone. So I'm not going to be upgrading this year. I might be upgrading next year, no matter what they change, just because my phone will go to my dad's phone. And that, that's how I was able to compare the phones right there in front of me as I was in the boat with my dad, like, dad, give me the phone. And he, he's like, okay. And then he was all, well, before that, he was like, give me your phone. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I just wonder what kind of phone I'm going to get next year. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because um, talking about upgrades and, and not to get too far down the hardware tech iPhone rabbit hole. Uh, last year, my wife was in the market for a phone and she did go back to an iPhone, which is a whole other story. We've talked about it on the Gunna Geek show. Um, but she went with the iPhone 13 at the recommendation of pretty much every vendor that was out there that was going. There is a significant discount on there. There's not really much different between the fifth, the 13 and the 14, and there wasn't. And so it was a, a huge savings. So you're saying there's not much difference between the 14 and the 15. Therefore, iPhone 13 users might even struggle to find the, the justification for it. But I wanted to bring up the iPhone 15 ju um, just because of the USB-C and all the uh, podcast-related accessories that are built for it. Because this is something we've talked about on this show and Better Podcasting Main Show over the years is that there are a variety of di different accessories and some of them are microphones, some of them are other things. And because they're meant for uh, the iPhones, they do generally use a lightning connection. 
And so that means if you are going to get the iPhone 15 going forward, you need to be aware that you're going to need an adapter. And, and presumably the adapter Apple selling should be, you know, A to A, where it's like the functionalities pass through. But I can't say that for sure until we see it. I know in the past, back when there was some changes um, away from like the three and a half millimeter jack, um, there were some people who um, found that some functionality was uh, restricted going from certain adapters from not necessarily even just Apple, but like even on the Android side of things from whatever USB it was at the time over to the, the headphone. Some officially supported adapters didn't do all all functions. And so, um, and I think we saw this as well back when Apple switched from the massive connection down to Lightning. There was some some different functionality. So just keep that in mind. You're going to want to be aware that if you are getting the iPhone 15 and you go and you're like, hey, I want to get this Apple product, you're probably going to also need to make sure you have the an adapter that would work. I do have a funny story relating to my iPhone, and it has nothing to do with podcasting. So I'll... I'll uh, a caveat with that. But while I was gone, my daughter was taking the dog for a walk and I have on the dog a Apple AirTag as a locator because it dog gets out. I want to have some sort of chance to be able to find where it is. So I'm not like driving all over the neighborhood or whatever. I can like focus in my search, right? Well, apparently he came back without the Apple tag and I was notified for a couple of days. And when I was notified, I looked it up on my phone and it was in the middle of the local park. And I took a picture of the map, zoomed in as close as I could, and I sent it off. The one thing with the current Apple tag architecture is you cannot give it, give access to anybody else. You can't say, hey, here's my Apple tag. So they can't ping it. They can't do the compass locator. You can actually locate. If it's within 25 feet, it will use, I don't know, Bluetooth. I actually don't know what it is. Uh, and then it will actually direct you in. If you're five feet away and then you move away, it'll say six, seven feet. So those two, I couldn't give to any anybody. So when I, they couldn't find it, my daughters and whoever, they couldn't find it. So I came back over the weekend and the first thing I did before I even drove home is I went right there because I was like, okay, I want to find this. I, I thought if it's where it says it is, a mower is going to come, like a park mower is going to come and it's going to chop it up and it's going to be whatever. So I want to get it before, like uh, there's a possibility of a mower coming in the morning. I was actually shocked that it had, it had gone a week and nobody had taken it. Nobody had the mower didn't chop it up or anything. So I'm standing over the spot that I see on the map and I play a song, uh, the, the, the play, the, the notification yeah. sound. So I play the sound and I hear it. I'm like, okay. So I walk towards like the woods. Cause it's yeah. in a, a, a path area. That's like towards the woods. So I walk towards the wood and it's getting fainter. I'm like, okay. So I back up. And it's strong again when I play it. And then I back up across the path and it's faint. So I'm like, huh, I don't know where it is. So I'm doing this for a little, a uh, couple minutes. I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'll just use the compass. So I turned the compass on and it said, and I'm standing uh, right off the path in the grass. And it said, I'm three feet from it. And I'm pretty close <laughs> to, to the, the woods. So I'm thinking, okay, it's in the woods because I can't see it. It's bright orange. It's, it, this is what it is, by the way. I, I did get it back. So Spoiler to the end of the story, but I walk toward the woods and it says four feet. 
I'm like, okay. So I walk back and then walk back again. It says three feet. Then I walk back again. It says four feet. So I walk to where it says three feet, walk to the side, four feet and walk back, walk to the other side, four feet. So I look up, there's a tree branch right up there. So I'm like, great. Uh, there's a bird or a squirrel that's took it up to the tree. So I lifted up the phone thinking it would get closer from three feet to two feet. Nope. It said six feet. I'm like, crap. <laughs> so then I lower the phone towards the ground. I'm not seeing anything in the ground, by the way. I'm lowering the phone to the ground. It says two feet, one feet, and it'll go all the way. So I get it to the ground and it starts vibrating. When you get close, it starts vibrating. It's like, it's here. I'm like, I don't see it. I put my finger into the grass, into the ground, and I felt something solid. So I picked it up and it was this in the ground. So <laughs> the only thing I could think of is it was mowed over, but the uh, the tire of the mower pushed it into the ground. Oh. That's all I could think of. I thought so, maybe your dog buried it. <laughs> I don't know how it got off his his collar because it has this this little clasp to it. I did get a weatherproof case to the AirTag. So anyway, I haven't put it back on his collar yet because I want. Uh, I think this this little clasp thing was the weak point. So I'm gonna have to do that. So if you it, the, the podcast equivalent here is if you're traveling with your gear or whatever, put an Apple tag into it and then you'll be able to find wherever the heck it is. <laughs> Even if it's been mowed over. <laughs> Even if it's been mowed over, it might be useless, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, there you go. There's how we got to dog tags from iPhones is the USB-C change. So just be aware and of back that. back to podcasting. And, and again, be aware that just because you've got a USB-C cable, uh, that somebody else has it might not work with your iPhone because well, again, you know, not disputing what SP says, there is a, a variety of different things with the USB-C cables, and you do need to be aware of this because um, charging speeds matter to people as well. The other thing as well um, is is be aware that if you're now using something that is is uh, is broad more broadly out in the world, you have that chance of the USB compromise because you know before it was like. If you knew you went and just picked up an Apple Lightning connection, but you could have had that happen with with uh, third party, anyways. But I'm just saying, you know, you might be more likely just to be hesitant or to just quickly grab somebody's charger, and you never know. You never know what what could happen. And uh, about the AirTags, iOS 17 is going to have a function so you can share AirTags. So oh, okay. that's coming up in iOS 17, which will be on nice. the 15, the iPhone 15. That's huge. That is huge. Hey, so we've been doing a little bit of an update the last few weeks about uh, Sony Vegas. I mean, not Sony Vegas. Wow, that's a throwback. Uh, Magic's Vegas. <laughs> Magic's the company that bought it from Sony many, many years ago. Uh, and I had a, a bit of an experience last week, and it, it was self-inflicted, but it's framed things a little bit for me. So overall, my experience within um, going to Vegas, this current version, is it seemed to be more stable than... My previous experience, it seemed like things have not crashed randomly. There's many times that I've gone to go undo or gone to save and and it's like, oh, here it comes. It looks like it's freezing, but I wait and it's come out of it. And so, so far, things seem to be going going well as far as that goes. However, I have consistently noticed a longer save time an export time a render time um, where when I go to export the final video, um, it has been taking a lot longer than when I was in DaVinci Resolve. Still not 100% sure what is causing that, um, but it definitely is a lot longer. 
And so last week while I was editing the Better Podcasting live chat slash Better Podcasting main show, um, I had accidentally put SP onto the wrong track. The project file that I had still had the old plugins and everything I had set up from when Damien had co-hosted it with you. And I accidentally put you on Damien's track. And therefore, what ended up happening is as soon as I went to preview the podcast, because that's my workflow is I save it and then I, I two times speed playback just to make sure everything sounds like it's all okay and there hasn't been any glitches. Um, I noticed right away you sounded very, very wrong, which is because I was using the wrong track, therefore the wrong, wrong plugin chains. And I very quickly realized what was wrong. And so I had to resave. And I don't pre, and I always preview most of the time I will preview the final version that I I have saved just because I never know if there's going to be a plugin go wrong when it's exporting and so I like to preview what I'm going to upload and so in this case I I was out of time basically because it took like an hour and a bit to save and it was getting late and I'd had a bunch of things going on and just with the day that I had had, um, I was very limited with the amount of time that I had. So if it had been DaVinci Resolve, I likely probably could have um, got it out on time. But I just was 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 strictly out of time um, to be able to re-preview that once it had resaved for another hour. So um, that, that's beginning to be a thorn in my side. Um, I'm going to just say it right now. I think I might go back to DaVinci Resolve. And I'm, mm. I'm not 100% sure on that yet. There's a few other things I want to try on Vegas. But the reason why I might want to go back is not only for the export time. In general, as I'm jumping around the timeline, it feels a little bit more responsive. Now, the only caveat to that is to me in Vegas, um, when I go to hit play on audio, it if I want to do a bunch of fine cuts, it is more responsive on the audio front. So the video, not anywhere near close to, to Resolve. Resolve, the video is much quicker to play back and to, to be smooth and everything um, versus Vegas. But at least Vegas by default. There's some changes I might be able to make, but by default out of the box. And so um, the audio is, is better playback, I find, in Vegas versus Resolve. Resolve, it takes a few seconds to catch up. I'm wondering on either side if there's anything else I can do. So obviously, I'm going to poke around the settings in Vegas a bit more because, as I mentioned, this was a trial. Um, I probably will give the subscription one more month just to to try because at the moment, I'm leaning towards not my money, not worth my money to upgrade. And in order to go back to Vegas, I don't think that's the way I'm going to go. But I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to try a couple more settings. And for the audio playback front on Resolve, I want to check a couple more things in there as well and see if there's anything I can change. I There are aspects of Vegas I am happy to have back, but at the moment I'm leaning towards going back to Resolve, just especially from the export time perspective. The other thing as well is, um, you know, this is a, a sort of silly thing, but I do like how in, in Resolve I can do a macro button on the mouse to select everything after. Basically, I can click on a point and I can push a button on my mouse to be able to select all of the clips past that point. In Vegas, you got to right click. <laughs> it's stupid. You got to right click and then click select after, which is simple. But, you know, it's nice to push a button instead. Especially since you do it so much. I do it all the time. So that, that you know, now that you say that, it's one of the limitations that I have with editing in Vegas. My two time 
uh, pain points with Vegas is, of course, the render. But I render in 4K. You don't. So that's at least an hour because I with my computer and with the files that I have, it usually takes about a one to one ratio to render in in 4K. So that's one. And then when I upload it to YouTube, I have a the video version. Anyway, I have a wonderful connection now. It takes maximum four minutes if I go like an hour and a half takes about four minutes to upload, but then it takes like four hours for it to process once it gets to YouTube. And I guess there's some settings that I could change in order to speed that up, but uh, in my render, not in YouTube. And I just haven't done that yet. So those are the two time pain points I really have with Vegas. I'm glad you brought that up. That triggered something. That is the, in my export process, that is the the biggest thing that drags me a little bit back is um, I have to in uh, resolve export. uh, What is it? It's for the video I have to export in. I want to say it's a different format there. I forget what the reason is. I think I have to export in in the Apple format in in ProRes or something. Yeah, it might even be MOV. And I do. It's MOV because the free version of resolve if i export it the proper mp4 the audio uh codec it'll only allow you to go so high and i'm not Mm. happy with it and so um i think if i paid for the full studio you get the full the full suite of options so that's the only thing that is on the export front a bit of a downside because i do have to uh, i do upload that mov i actually think that youtube doesn't handle it that great you probably you know since we came back i think the video quality is is a little worse compared um, once YouTube's processed it. I don't think it it handles that that as well as it does uploading an MP4. Hmm. I know it's got to handle MOV because a lot of people with iPhones and iPads yeah. upload it, and heck, even uh, the uh, the MacBooks and uh, iMacs, or whatever, they all export in MOV. So YouTube has to take it, but as far as how they handle it and convert it because they are convert. Yeah. Whenever you upload a video to YouTube, they do eventually convert it to something else. They, they never take your video and then that is what is distributed. It's always processed to something else. At least I've never found something that they don't process. Now, if it's a very short, like one minute video or whatever, it takes a second to process it. But if it's an hour, it takes a while. So we'll see. I don't know. I'll give it some more time. Maybe I'll change my mind back. Maybe I'll find a couple of settings in uh, Vegas that will that will patch some of those holes and I'll end up staying there. We'll see. Because there, as I mentioned before, there are some things that I was happy to have back. Yeah. And the other thing is editing is all going to this, you know, textual editing now and, and, and descript sort of editing and even video is headed towards that. Now I would find that a little bit difficult for the advanced video Mm. editing. That's that like you would do that. You would do an AI type editor with video, but I know more and more people are using it. You know, the Adobe one with the auto switch camera, the plugin that you use for that, that's, that is being used. I just see that happening over time to the point where I don't know. There'll be people like us that want to do it with the tracks and and want to finesse every single little bit of information along the way. But I'm wondering if the software capabilities, the applications will be available five years from now the way that they are today. 
Yeah, I think it'll probably be a merge of the two is my thoughts. Um, I think there's only so much you'll ever be able to do with text just because like, let's say that you and I are 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 forming a word together um, or forming a sentence together. There is a very specific way that you have to cut before and after the word or if you're merging the word where you do it in the word. Um, that's always going to be a thing with editing is, is is having to do that. Now, AI might fix that. But there's you can't with a text editor, you know, trying to trying to finesse that. I, I don't know how you'll be you'd be able to say I want this pause here. You know, like I think that I think it'll get better. But I think that you probably would be able to maybe bulk edit it in text and then be like, I want to edit this section. And then you might be able to drill in or, or you'll see the text editors come into the full DAWs. I think that could be the case as well. When you're talking about getting content out in an expedited manner, I mean, we've already seen a major channel. That's another discussion that you can go to our Discord server. There is a tech channel out there that got in trouble. And one of the things that they got in trouble for was their breakneck pace of getting content out. As that progresses and people's desire to both consume and to create content at a faster pace, I just see AI becoming more and more valuable in that type of rapid production setting. So those tools are going to get the attention versus the tools that we use are not. And I'm, I'm wondering if things like Audacity is just going to go away someday, you know? Well, and I think the the AI based stuff, you know, the voice synthesis, once that's good enough, the the whole editing a word together won't even matter. You just right. You just type in what the word is. But it's not. I don't think it's a matter of when or if. I think it's a matter of when. So we're talking yeah. three years, five years, ten years. It's coming. I just don't know how fast. Yeah. Uh, hey, last week we dropped the episode into the Better Podcasting live chat and the Better Podcasting main show, and we got talking all about the fee- the idea of feed drops with multiple uh, shows distributing the same episode and uh, waffles had come in and he had given us a comment about feed drops he had said i'm cool with stuff like uh sorry i have to adjust my window uh there we go i'm cool with stuff like mental health avengers from anthony capes on the couch where it's a special event and you want to make sure the fans of every show get it easily or every show gets to hear to easily hear it it's only uh 9 35 my time my apologies waffles i butchered that and uh, it says Hot Hero Summer also okay because it keeps me from having to flip back and forth to hear the next episode. Not cool with times where a random show just gets dropped. Looking at you, April Fool's Day. Undecided on check out my new show. Yeah, so in my case, it was, hey, I want to drop something in Voices of Defiance feed. So that's like a check out my new show. I did listen to that back, and at the time, it made sense what your comments were on that. And when I listened back, it was like, okay, I, I see it. If it's a dead feed, <laughs> what what's the problem, right? Why, why don't you throw in a feed there, or at least a commercial into that feed? And it's it should be no big deal. But the bigger things like NPR, Gimlet, they have done that with dead feeds and uh, either dead feeds or they're in the middle of like seasons. And so they throw a lot of other crap in there. I I, I just don't want the crap. I, I want the, the podcast and that's it. As far as hot hero summer, 
The only problem I think with that was mine where I'm just OCD and listen to every single thing. And yeah, I listened back and you were making sense. Like, well, why do you do that? And I'm like, well, I, I don't want them to, to, to not know that I didn't listen through it. It's like with overcast or whatever. You're like, so they're putting it out twice. It's it, what do they expect? So yeah, uh, I think it was wise for them to do that because uh, the, the hot hero summer, the feed drop, because uh, it let them uh, have the same stuff on each feed separately but only one of them was editing every other week or at mm. least in in the, the the publishing they recorded in spits and spurts and since they were watching six episodes of heroes at a time it was a lot of work for them to do i think i i'd be interested to hear from either of them on if they would recommend doing what they did again because yeah. it was a tremendous amount of work both in the actual editing publication but also in just the reviewing the preparedness side of things because they were watching six episodes of tv and then podcasting on it and sometimes every other day they were doing that that's a lot of work that is uh in our chat our live chat because we do stream this live which is usually at 4 15 p.m pacific time that is six i mean five 7 15 p.m eastern on wednesdays at geeks.live uh we do have lane robinson saying i think a commercial approach is better unless there's a true synergy between uh the drop show and the hosting feed and i agree that april fool swaps can just go yeah no i agree with that i think that was a fun thing back in the day and i think a lot of the april fools things are the world is different and and i don't i people believe things <laughs> well and there's there's a difference between i guess swapping the entire show to somebody else's show and then bringing on other people to host your show i uh, think there's two different things there. yeah i i still though i i mostly agree with everything that's been said i still maintain that that you and i are probably a little negligent in not dropping episodes of this into the main show in between seasons occasionally even if we just threw a little opening tag different end tag i think that with the audience numbers difference that we've seen between the two shows and the similar concept between that we've even talked about that we've had feedback in the past about people asking why we separate them i still think that there is probably some listenership that we could have gained if we had dropped not all the time, but the occasional tease episode of this into the main feed. I yeah, think that they're close enough. One per off season, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will write in and they'll say, pound sand, Steven, you're wrong. That's fine. <laughs> like the, the pound symbol and then the word sand. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Does that even work in Discord? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we had some That's other like another channel. I'm not going to create a sand channel in Discord. <laughs> what a great segue, because the last thing that I wanted to mention today is that this show here, the feedback from this show created a new channel in the Gunna Geek Discord, because last week on this show, we ended up getting to talk about about uh, vehicles because I, I am in the market for a new vehicle and we got chatting all about it. And there was people who came to the Better Podcasting channel and they seemed to quite enjoy it. It was, it took me by surprise, I have to say. I thought that it was going to be people commenting the opposite, saying, keep your vehicle talk out of podcasting. But we did have people who did come and say that they liked it. And Newsreel, for example, said, oddly enjoyed the car chat. I remember my brother's first car just had a radio in it. So he had a FM tuner for his iPod. Also, 
SJ should get a ute and pretend to be a cool Aussie bloke. And then there was a whole bunch of other chat that happened about it. But uh, on that front, totally have done the FM tuner thing before, not with podcasts, but back in the day with uh, MP3 players and music. So uh, that FM tuner thing was fun. And um, we ended up creating a vehicle talk just because it kept going. So in the, the Gonna Geek Discord channel, we now have a vehicle talk uh, channel if you want to go over there. And maybe we'll have to create a Ute talk. Maybe just a Ute talk thread in the vehicle talk <laughs> probably, channel. Probably a good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. A lot of talk. And you're probably wondering, uh, what does this have to do with podcasting? The uh, talk about Android Auto and Apple CarPlay came up and the application to podcasts and how important is that in a vehicle selection uh, where you're going to have the vehicle probably a lot longer than you're going to have your phone sort of thing. So that is why that channel popped up separately and why we're even still talking about it on Better Podcasting because of the application towards podcast. I mean, there's a lot of consumption tech that goes into podcasting. Uh, so that's all I had to contribute today. We had some other feedback that we'll bring up in next week's episode of Better Podcasting, which is technically this week because it's Sunday, as SP said. SP, you were away. Did you bring your microphone with you? Yes or no? I did, but I didn't bring it out of the, the pack. I always bring it with me for emergency purposes. Like if something happens, if there is an emergency and I'm stuck wherever I'm going. So it was, it's just the AT2005, I believe. That's what him, it's in my bag. It's either that or the Samsung QTU, but I, I believe it's the AT2005 that I bring with me. So I did have that microphone. I did not have my Rode pod mic or uh, Procaster, uh, which I have had at the lake before. I did not bring that, uh, but I did bring my Zoom uh, PodTrack P4 with me. I brought my mic, so I had that. I did not use it. A uh, couple of things that I want to say just in this week is that Podcast One IPO'd on the NASDAQ as an, an IPO, which means they went public for their stock. It was initially valued at $8. It ended the first day of trading at $2.74. So we're talking about podcast distribution through iPhones, through cars, and stuff like that. Podcast One is a distribution network. Uh, it, it, it's a podcast creation network. Uh, they promote a lot of big shows, like 50,000 downloads per episode on up. And uh, the IPO was $2.74, down from $8. So a lot of people lost some money off of that because if you are on the inside and you get uh, offered uh, an early buy-in, you can take that. Like if, if you're a company stock or whatever, you can you can uh, buy and then you end up losing if you choose to sell down at $2.74. Odds are it will come back up at some point, but I don't know if it'll come back up that much and uh, just on the tails of that, I just want to say this again. Uh, Lipson had stock, uh, Liberated Syndication had stock. It has been taken down from being traded for over a year now, I believe. And it is still not liquidable. You can't sell it. If you have it, you cannot sell it. And then I believe I saw they had like 3 million shares out there or something like that. So the shares are still ownership of the company. But I'm guessing they're going to try to reduce the value of them some through some sort of splitting and, and uh, buyback and whatever. So if you own some of those shares, 
I uh, don't expect a lot from him. That's just my personal opinion. It is not a professional. Uh, I, I have I have no tra- uh, training or professional accreditations in stocks or bonds or anything like that. I'm uh, just pointing out that uh, the podcast industry financially is still volatile. I don't know if it'll self-correct. I tend to think it's uh, down because of the advertising is down. I think there was a lot of money poured into it a few years ago with Spotify's initial purchase of things and coming in with like a billion dollars or whatever they had. And uh, it's not that industry today in Mm. 2023. Just want to say that I know we're a hobby podcast. We talk to other hobby podcasters, but if you're interested in podcasting as a career, uh, just FYI, the companies aren't doing so hot right now. Good point. Good point. Um, hey, uh, one last thing that I actually wanted to throw in. I just, I just thought of it now, and I meant to put it on the list. Last week when I was publishing to Better Podcasting main feed, I realized I was indeed, I am indeed affected by the Apple podcast numbering thing that you talked about. And where I totally forgot about it, was on Libsyn. That's why I remembered right now. On Libsyn, there is a separate Apple podcast box. And once that number thing came out, got in the habit of starting to take off the number from the beginning of the title. So uh, although the main uh, title in the episode had the number in it, which means all the other places had it, for the Apple podcast section, there was no number in, in the title. So uh, I don't remember if when that came in, I went back and did them all or I just started from that point forward on the main feed. So I got to go do some digging and um, <laughs> I'm hoping my laziness pays off. I'm hoping I didn't go back. I'm hoping I'm hoping that I was lazy or and and I don't know if we did. If I did go back, I'm not even going to take credit because it feel like I would be lazy. I feel like maybe you would have gone in and done it. So I'm not sure, uh, but I got to go do some digging. At the very least, I do know that it's stripped of the numbers from whenever we made that that decision to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, my feed refresh update still stands at episode 35. I haven't done anything, of course, not being here and taking the week off for podcasting. And then also, I wanted to ask everybody a question. I know we had a couple of questions. We had like three or four questions on last episode. I want to ask everybody a question in this episode. Are you comfortable making your podcast or your Patreon stats public Mm -hmm. are you comfortable with it because i know there's a lot of bigger shows that they publish their their stats and it's almost like they're pumping their chest like yes we had uh three million downloads this month or you know whatever it is and and they're pumping their chest saying yeah i i have all these downloads i'm in the top one percent sort of thing but if you're a hobby podcaster are you really comfortable getting those out now i know if you publish to youtube those those plays are usually visible to everybody but that's not what i'm talking about talking about your podcast statistics or and or your patreon statistics both very uh telling statistics especially if you're smaller about what your popularity really is so are you comfortable with that or not so you can go ahead into the better podcasting channel on our discord server at betterpodcasting.com discord and uh just just let us know over there it, it is it's something that i'm wondering I've been borderline for my shows, to be honest with you. I haven't come up with a uh, a decision, and so I'm throwing it out to the jury of <laughs> the, the the electorate of better podcasting listeners if uh, you're comfortable with it or not. 
this is by the way I, i've taken a new approach to solve this question is um with my new podcast i i don't actually upload them that way i can just you know put a little check mark on a piece of paper every time i listen to it that way i know exactly how many listens has been and and i'm the only and one that needs to know that and your audience gets it, to know everything <laughs> exactly yeah. well thanks everybody for coming on by and i want to give a special thanks to sp here because last wednesday when we were supposed to stream this well when i was supposed to stream this because um you know sp was away and i said i would take it on i had a day that uh, just meant that it did not end up being able to happen i thought i was gonna have to go earlier and then that all fell apart and so um it all it all fell apart and then i thought well i'm still gonna try to get a short episode out and i'll try to record something it might even be offline and then get it out into the feed and then uh, sp was back and so i asked him if he wanted to do it and he said yes he said he was willing to Forgo painting all of the uh, the the uh, Bengals uh, face paint colors all over his face before he went and oh, he yeah. watched the game, and he was mm -hmm. willing to forego that in order to stream today on Sunday morning. Yeah. So thank you very much, SP. So first of all, I'm not a Bengals fan. Second of all, the only thing I forego was pre gaming. So that has not <laughs> happened. <laughs> this has not been an alcohol fused uh, pre NFL game podcast. But yeah, thanks very much. I did uh, flirt uh, very, very briefly with doing a podcast when I was not this one, but another podcast when I was up there. And uh, my co host said, No, SP, you will not do that. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate them doing that uh, because, you know, when I got back, there wasn't even time to edit. I my my day yesterday was wall to wall, just you know, taking care of the yard and the house and stuff like that, laundry, unpacking, which I still am in the process of doing. So there's a reason why you take a week off from podcasting. And uh yeah. And remember, have fun with your podcasting because if you're a hobby podcaster, the fun is what's going to keep you going, even uh when you come back from vacation. It's it's the the fun is hey. Uh, you reevaluate stuff when you podcast. And, you know, I was reevaluating my podcast. To be honest with you, I was reevaluating my uh, participation in podcasting, which I do on every vacation. And then when I got back and and I just messaged Stephen last night. So you're going to you're going to um, you're going to publish shorty this week. And he's like, maybe you available tomorrow morning. It was like, sure, let's do it. So that's why I'm here. I had also thrown out the idea of recording really late at my time. So it would have been like midnight his time last night. And uh, I don't know that that just didn't seem to, to get any legs. Well, I mean, <laughs> you would have had to have stopped drinking at noon. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this show. We'd love to have your chat. Please come on over to our discord at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. You can chat with us in between recording sessions then you can also go over and watch us live at www.geeks.live when we do stream the show and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact we are all over various socials because hey there's many right now yeah the, definitely you can find me at blue sky that's my favorite one blue sky at stargate pioneer over there you can find me there and uh like Steven said, if you need a, a Blue Sky code, hit them up on our Better Podcasting channel. We'll see everybody next time. So for episode 62 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Steven saying, watch your USB-C cords. SP is right on that. And I'm SP saying, if you get an iPhone 15, I'd like to hear your experience with it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting 
at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.